Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Now, look, I, I do want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, we'll hear from Mike McDaniel on them starting Teddy Bridgewater, which they are going to do. Uh, Tua was officially ruled out. I don't even think we've mentioned that so far on the pod. He is officially out for the Jets. No surprise there. Good call. Um, good call. By yeah. the way, like, uh, there, there was no way they were going to let Tua Tungvaluwa. It doesn't matter if he's cleared. They could get the top neurosurgeon in the history of the world. They could get a maester from Game of Thrones. Like, this dude doesn't matter, was not going to play Sunday uh, versus the Jets. No, there was no shot that was going to happen. But uh, Mike McDaniel obviously having a lot of faith. They spent a lot of money on Teddy Bridgewater, backup quarterback-wise in the price range. Uh, Miami guy, he gets his first start. I think he is, is he the, I think I saw, what did I see, the 24th quarterback since Marino to start. I think that's, I think that's the number they're at right now. But uh, Mike McDaniel, lots of faith in uh, an old Teddy B. Self, I can speak for the team, um, offense and defense and special teams. Uh, we're very, very confident in Teddy Bridgewater. It's uh, one of the reasons you um, uh, decide to go that direction in, in an off season and prioritize your um, backup quarterback is if uh, you uh, is for these moments. And we we went out and um, and signed him, and it's been the one of the better things that could have happened to us for um for the team's dynamic for his um contribution how to his plan and his ability to play as well as um his, his part in the development of Skyler. so uh he he's had a big role everyone's super confident in him um he's he's done it before um it's a different deal um coming off the bench than starting uh teddy knows that and he's He'll he'll be fully prepared and ready to go, and um, I, I don't think the the team will bat an eye um, when we uh, lace him up on Sunday. All right, Solana is a number the number one Skylar Thompson fan. Um, Teddy Bridgewater starting this weekend against the New York Jets. How do you feel about this? I'm fine. I think Teddy played well versus uh, the Bengals in the second half. I know everybody's upset about the interception, but up until that point. Played good. He was right? doing okay. Yeah, he was doing okay. Certainly better than the two passes he threw versus Buffalo. Oh um, my god, yeah, that was bad. I'm I'm the leader of the the Skylar Thompson brigade. There's no doubt about it. But you you there's no there's no logical scenario where <laughs> you could bench Teddy for Skylar Thompson. Um, and I don't think he'll have a short leash either. This is kind of his his team right now. I agree just, with that. Just, just the way it's going to play out. I mean, if he completely stinks up the joint, I feel like Skylar Thompson is like classic spark plug. You know, we don't know anything about this guy. 
you leave the Jets scrambling a little bit. I don't think you would go into a, any week against these people being like, hey, uh, this guy who you guys didn't hear of, the seventh-round pick who lit it up in the preseason, we're going at you with him <laughs> against the guy that we spent. What do they spend? Six million on Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, like this is why six. they, br- yeah, this is why they bring him in. Uh, he's supposed to be capable. Nobody here wants the scenario because obviously we all love watching Tua play football. But you know, I, I, it is the Jets. This is not one of the best teams in the league. They're a better Jets team. They don't seem like a, an absolute embarrassment. But I, I, I do feel like Dolphins are still three point favorites going into this. And we know that defense is absolutely nasty. They, I would hope with the rest, they're a little bit more put together, especially Xavier Howard. They wouldn't reveal much on Bye Bye Jones uh, going into uh, this so far, but maybe they'll get him back. So, you know, I, I still feel like it's a winnable game, even with no Tua. It should be a winnable game. I mean, I, I don't even think the Jets are that bad, by the way, which pains me to say because nothing brings me more joy in sports than New York teams being bad um but you you should you should be able to handle Zach Wilson and the New York Jets you should um you beat Buffalo you beat Baltimore you beat New England all three of those teams are probably better than this Jets team so even without Tua you should be able to handle it and like I said he played well like he made some pretty good some pretty good plays he connected with Tyreek on like that 55-yard bomb or whatever it was down to the four. You struggle to run the ball. I mean, Tobin, that's kind of going to loom over this Dolphins offense now that Tua's gone because as as much as I think there is confidence in Teddy to be a game manager, don't make mistakes, he can get the ball to to your playmakers. There's no doubt about it. As much as there's confidence there to a certain extent, not being able to run the ball at all, that, that, that is tough with a backup quarterback coming in. Yeah, it's tough. Like they went into this year, and this feels like something they that has been a theme is that they really haven't gone into. I can't remember the last year that the Dolphins have really gone into a season with a bona fide, proven running back. You know, Raheem Mostert is a nice player, super fast. Mike McDaniel and him are BFFs; they love each other. And Chase Edmonds, I think they they kind of thought more opportunity. You know, we've definitely seen flashes from them. We've seen the moments. We've seen the explosion. But as, like, those guys who could really carry an offense when things aren't going great, they did not pick that up. And, you know, I I do think that they're still all kind of coming together. This is still a new offense. But certainly uh, it would be nice to know you would have something a little bit more reliable to to lean back on this game. I don't know if that's quite the case. Hopefully, uh, you know, Teddy is, you know, careful with the football and and delivers it to your two uh, speedsters. A little bit more healthy Jalen Waddle this time around. 